You're listening to the Pure Fury Creations Entertainment Network. The views and opinions expressed on this episode are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the views, opinions, or philosophies of the PFC Entertainment Network or any of the affiliates that make this show possible. This show has also been rated M for mature audiences only. Uh, We are going to uh, tackle a genre of sorts. But you and I didn't have any clue what the hell we were going to do. We're going to talk about movies, we're going to talk about TV shows, we're going to talk about toys, we're going to talk about, you know, all the things that made this such such an important part. I love toys. I'm Jason Klaus. I'm Sean Grugel. And we are power tripping the 80s here on the pfc podcast network powered by anchor.fm everybody welcome to us well i don't know what kind of edition of power Trip <laughs> the 80s here on the pfc entertainment network a i am jason klaus fired the fuck up he is sean grugel he's fucked up uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, full disclosure, I probably sound different. I sound, you know, out of sorts. I'm broadcasting my end from the fine city of Grand Rapids, Michigan. I am in a hotel room, as a matter of fact. Sean, you are in your home studio of Holly, Michigan on this holiday weekend. How's things in your neck of the woods, my friend? Ah, it's kind of muggy, kind of rainy. I'm waiting on the uh, fucking contractor to show up to my house. I've been waiting since 7 o'clock this morning. He still hasn't showed up. So Contractor for what? I'm having the fascia boards on my roof replaced. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I don't know, man. It's been one of those days where... I just want to sit in my chair, but at the same time, I would love to get out of my chair and find somebody out in my yard and just beat the absolute dog shit out of them. It's that type of day, you know? So I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I said right at the very start, you know, I'm a little fired up today, you know, based, you know, and listen, we'll, we'll spend a couple of minutes here and, Kind of peel the curtain back a little bit. I don't mind doing that. I have a platform for this, for this very reason. Um, you know, what you're alluding to and what I'm alluding to, I feel like are kind of uh, within the same realm. The fact of the matter is, Sean, is you and I, we come across people in our lives, in our day-to-day, that we have to put in check. We, we have to give them a dose of reality because people 
like to live in their own minds and in their own minds, they're the hero of their own story. And, you know, never let the truth get in the way of a good story, I guess, is their philosophy. Because when you engage in people that are so fixated and base their whole narrative on false information, dare I say, bold-faced lies, and then you call them out on it, you know, we, we call them out not to humiliate them, at least not for me. It's to show them the error of their ways. But you and I know, based in our time and our many, many years in the wrestling business, and now we, we don't really see that right now with, with this network, but in the wrestling business, you know, people um, have a real hard time with being told that they're wrong. And you know, categorically being proven that they're wrong, and you know, that's when you start to realize who matters in this world, who 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 deserves our time, and who doesn't. And, right. And those who don't, they get cut out. At least for me. Um, what what happens is is that they see an opportunity to. Because they're feeling bad about something in their own lives and they latch upon something that they use as a catalyst to make themselves feel better, even though they are being told and proven that they are categorically false. Well, sometimes, you know, as we know in the wrestling business, sometimes these guys, they feel like they can control their own narrative. Ha, play on words there. But unfortunately, when the real story is told, their narrative has proved to be bullshit. The problem is, and I'll just go ahead and, you know, I'll put it on full disclosure. I I, I put, I don't want to say I put people on blast, but I, I think I brought about some awareness on uh, the Levi Blue Facebook post the other day. And, uh, you know, uh, Brittany uh, said something that stuck with me for the last couple of weeks. Uh, sometimes you got to find those people that can fill your cup. Yes, that's and, a big catchphrase with her for you know right now. Yeah, and uh, fact of the matter is, Jason, you've been filling people's cups for years and years and years. The problem is, is when you're looking to have your cup filled, they're not here to reciprocate any of that. And uh, this one individual in particular, uh, not only is he not filling your cup, he's spitting in your cup. And uh, quite frankly... Uh, we've said it before and I'll say it again. The internet is a very, very toxic place. Social media is a very toxic place. And we know that this individual wouldn't say what he is saying to us in person. No. Um, but Jason, I just want to let you know that when you look around, there are going to be those there with those pictures who are looking to help fill your cup. And those are the people you're going to want to, you know, keep by your side. And uh, these other these other people, these ne'er-do-wells, these people who take, take, and take and not even give a little bit. Well, uh, Levi Blue said it best here a few weeks ago uh, when he said that he, he buys people for $10 at a time, right? You You bought people for a few cups of water, Jason. Fuck them. You don't need them in your life anymore. 
No, and listen, I um, I went through a range of emotions um, when I saw the Levi Blue post because I didn't know that was coming. Like I just, I had some downtime over the holiday weekend, and uh, I went on Facebook, and it was the first thing that I saw, and you know what was said meant so much to me. Um, you know, Levi Blue, you know, you talk about what Levi Blue means to me on a professional level. You know, he was my power trip tag team partner, and we did, we changed the entire face, and in a lot of cases, the business model of the Michigan Wrestling Organization. Like, that one tag team, blew up to be one of the biggest eras in in that company's history and but what it meant to me on a personal level um superseded that because like i i'm not somebody that goes out there and seeks that kind of message you know but the fact that you know, it's nice to be reminded that at some point I did make a difference because I put a lot, I put my whole life into the MWO. I put more than half of my life into MWO and every single man and woman that crossed in and out of those doors, whether, you know, the time ended amicably or otherwise, I never sought out to ruin somebody else's dreams or goals even if it wasn't in the mwo if they left here to go seek their their fortunes elsewhere i wish them the best of luck i want people to do good i want people to be happy and i realized there was only so so much that i would be able to do so for them to go out and try to expand on what we gave them i mean that's what it was all about um there was a saying for the long for the longest time, if you get fired from the MWO, you have fucked up. You have fucked up, not me. I gave people chance after chance after opportunity, opportunity after opportunity, most of which didn't deserve it. But uh, like I, if I saw something in them, I gave them a chance. Up until I just I to the point to where it was just better to just wash my hands of it. But if it got to that point, it's because they fucked up, not me. Well, uh, absolutely. I mean, we can we can go into a long discussion about this. I mean, there was even guys that I came to you with, and I'm like, Jason, there's no hope for this guy. You got to get rid of him. Yeah. And you're like, no, there's something in him. There's 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 something I can bring out of him. That, I mean. Uh, a perfect example is Bill Sackman. Yeah, Bill, I'm throwing your name out here. I hope to God you're listening. Because when I first met Bill Sackman at the Forest Township Hall in Otis, Mich- Otisville, Michigan, uh, he was just a big, dumb, goofy kid who didn't want to do what he was told. Uh, and I came to you after we took him outside and we're like, trying to get him to comprehend what we were trying to do for him and he didn't get it and then 
Look at all the accolades with you sticking by him. All the accolades that he got in the MWO as far as tag team champion and, you know, the storylines he was in. Met his wife, if I remember correctly, through the MWO, and now they're married. And I mean, you saw something in that guy that I didn't. And I thought I I, I, I was a... See, you, you see something in people... Whereas when I was in the wrestling business, I saw talent in people or lack thereof. And you, when (laughs) Klaus to the heart, this network is a direct reflection of what's inside of you. Your purpose is this network. Your purpose is people And I see that now. That's why I'm so invested in this network because I want to – what you did for those people in the Michigan Wrestling Organization, I think you can bring to the world through spoken word. And that's what we got here. I think this is becoming a Klaus to the Heart episode. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get back on track here. We do have a topic. It is a lighter one, but what you just said, man, like it, um, and I think that's why I'm watching the numbers for the 80s show. This show are improving because we take the first however long and, and, you know, we don't set out to. It just, it's very, what you and I have is very organic. It's not like what we sat, we were, we're sitting here with pieces of paper. This is what we're going to talk about. This is, I mean, we have a topic. Yes. A lot of times I have a list to co to correspond with that topic. Yes. But as far as like this, this is organic conversation between two best friends that this is organic conversation that, you know, we didn't set out to focus on this for, 10 15 minutes or whatever but this is this is real life shit and this affects you and this is what this affects me and subsequently it affects our fan base our growing fan base because this is what people tune into they tune into what makes us tick because a lot of our fans know us from the wrestling business but i'm not the basher you're not your gimmick we are two men. We are fathers. We are, you know, in your case, you're a husband. I am, I'm going to be, you, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, we have a lot of common traits, but at the, at the end of the day, man, like it gets no more real than this. And this is what draws people to our show because the chemistry and the camaraderie that you and I have, I I would put us up against any other podcast team in the world. I truly would because it gets no more real than this. And for you to say what you just did means more to me, Sean, than I will ever be able to illustrate. Well, I mean, like you said, it's real, man. I mean, this is real talk. We didn't set about talking about this, but... You know, it like you said, it happened organically. Uh, I don't know, man. I just, uh, you know, I just wish the people that you supported would turn around and support 
you and your dreams when you were constantly handing people their dreams on a silver platter. You know, I don't even care if it is a, a, a cup, you know, that needs to be filled. It doesn't need to be a silver platter. Like the Facebook page, you know, give us a listen on Spotify. Uh, just let us know that you're still, you know, I mean, it happened to me when I left the wrestling business. I mean, it was like people just automatically turned their back on me because I didn't have no more to give them. Right. You know, and, uh, you know, when people say that wrestling is a fickle business, they aren't kidding. And you really see it when you leave it. So, but hey, I I do got, uh, I, I do got something for you though. You ready? Yeah. I got a list. (laughs) My, how the tides have turned. (laughs) Well, that's fun because like I said, I am, I am at a, I am in a hotel in Grand Rapids as we're recording this. I don't have my computer with me. I don't even have my, my real coffee. I had to get hotel coffee and this fucking cardboard cup or whatever this is. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna dial in on your list because on this week's show, we are talking about the villains of our favorite cartoons growing up in the 1980s, and um, I feel like this is gonna be a fun conversation. It's gonna be a very nostalgic theme for sure because. You know, you look back at the cartoons that we watched as kids. I mean, they resonated with us. And, like, I watched cartoons from back when we were kids to what my kids are watching. Night and day difference, man. I still watch cartoons, man. I don't care if my kids are here or not. I, You know, they're certain, like, every once in a while, uh, I'll go by Nickelodeon. I'm like, oh, shit, SpongeBob's on. I need to watch SpongeBob for, you know, 15, 20 minutes. Just, or if there's a Bugs Bunny cartoon on. I definitely got to stop and watch some Bugs Bunny. I mean, that's Absolutely. just the way it is. So, but hey, you know, so since we're talking about cartoon villains, right off the top, who would be your favorite cartoon villain? Hands down. Hands down. Skeletor. Skeletor. Okay, that's a good one. That's a good one. Mine, completely opposite side of the spectrum. I would have to go with Gargamel from the Smurfs. Okay, so <laughs> he, if if I had made my own list, he would be in the top five. Gargamel. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's do this. Let, let's do this. We've we've never done this before. Let's create our own top five right now. Okay. It don't have to be in any particular order. Okay. okay? Yeah. Just five villains. Skeletor. Okay. For me. Um. Uh, uh, Gargamel, for sure. Um, Yosemite Sam. (laughs) (laughs) Who is my favorite Looney Tune cartoon? Can I tell you that? Uh, I love Yosemite Sam. (laughs) Yeah, great. Uh, um, Oh, goddamn, the dude from Thundercats. um, Mumra? Mumra, yeah. Okay. Um, Let's see. Thundercats. Um, I tell you what, Hordak. Hordak 
was was a good one too. So I'll let him round out my top five. All right, all right. So I would go, of course, with Gargamel. Yeah. Then it would go with Doctor Claw from Inspector Gadget. Good one. Doctor Claw was so badass because you never saw what he looked like. And there's a fan theory about that too. Have you heard about that? There's a fan theory about Dr. Claw? No. That Dr. Claw is actually Inspector Gadget. Really? Yeah, so what it is, is Inspector Gadget, there's a backstory. Inspector Gadget was out on a case, and he got in an accident, and they rebuilt him. But what they did is they made a completely different prototype robot out of Inspector Gadget. So Inspector Gadget's body was actually Dr. Claw. That's why you never see him behind the chair. So that's why he's trying to stop Inspector Gadget so that he can get his old life back. Isn't that interesting? I had never heard of that. I, well, it was just like when I, I love reading fan theories. Like I sent you two fan theories the other day about Back to the Future, yes. about Marty McFly dying twice. Yes. And it was like, holy shit, that makes so much sense. Because how did Doc Brown knew that Marty was going to be underneath that building or jumping off that building in order to catch him or to lower the flags when Marty was uh, skateboarding out of town? I mean, just... Great theories. All right, let's see if you can remember this one. Baron Greenback. What is he from? Danger Mouse. See, I didn't watch Danger Mouse. Oh, you didn't watch Danger no. Mouse? Okay. Who who made that? Was that a Warner Brothers? That, that was a Nickelodeon. Well, Nick, okay, so I, I didn't get into the whole Nickelodeon cartoon thing. Up and I mean I I did I have since I've had my own kids SpongeBob SquarePants and um th- things of that nature so Danger Mouse I like I had heard about it but I never watched it because I didn't I mean we didn't get cable at our house until '89 and like I was what, 12 13 years old at that point. Gotcha. Okay, well I at number four. Uh, Megatron. Megatron oh, yeah. would have to do that. Shit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, why was it, you know, we talked about Megatron. Well, we talked about a couple of these last week when we talked about movie villains. Right. Because, you know, the Transformers movie was traumatic for us. You know, oh, the yeah. death of Optimus Prime and Megatron, you know, plus, I mean, plus Megatron was a badass fucking toy to begin with. Well, not only that, look how many Transformers died in Transformers the movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was essentially, they wiped out the old Transformers to bring in the new toy line. You know, yeah. crazy. Um, and then I would have to go in a toss-up between number five. Okay. Okay. Miles Mayhem from Mask. Good one. Or Venger from Dungeons & Dragons. I, I never got into the Dungeons and Dragons thing. No. But uh, Miles Mayhem, the whole mask line, the whole mask franchise does not get the love and appreciation that it deserves. And I feel like it's because it, it was living in the shadow of Transformers. It was, yeah. 
you know, but you, you look at it on the surface. Like, I remember those toys. I remember the cartoons. I, Jeff and I watched them all the time. And, like, I, I could picture the main villain in my mind, but I could not think of what his name was until you said Miles Mayhem. And when yeah. you said that, this rush of <laughs> emotion, just, that was it. That was the dude's name. Miles yep. Mayhem. Yeah, mask. It's, it's criminally underappreciated. I it's you can talk to Tim Williams about that. It's one of my favorite toy lines. Matter of fact, I got a couple of them sitting on the shelf back there. Maybe I'll do a three minute nostalgia on it one day. So that'll be fun. Oh man! All right, so let's let's look at your list. Up oh, text message here. Oh, Todd Gilbert. Okay. Hi, Todd um, Gilbert. Yeah, I was corresponding with him a little bit before we came on the air here for the very same reason. I'm sure you are. Yeah, yeah. Well, besides that, we're also talking about I bought the new AEW Fight Forever game. Yeah. It kind of hits you in the nostalgia feels for, like, uh, WrestleMania 2000 or No, no Mercy. Um, I sent you a screenshot yesterday. I know this is off subject, but, okay, sidebar. There, I said yeah. it, so it's official now. That's what we um, do. <laughs> so, uh, Dust, uh, Cody Rhodes is in the game. Okay, which surprised me. Like, I unlocked him. But his finishing move is not called Crossroads in the game. It's called the Double Cross. <laughs> I thought, and if you're in the wrestling business, you know why that's so funny. So, right. Yeah, I found that when you, you sent me that screenshot, and I, and it took me a second to figure out what I was looking at. And then, like, like I was sitting here with Brittany, and... She's like, what What are you so zeroed in on? Like, Sean sent me the screenshot, and I'm trying to figure out what the significance is. And as I was, you know, saying it, like, it just all started firing. I was like, oh, oh, I see what's happening here, fucking bitches. And this is, <laughs> this is why I don't support all elite wrestling, because Not of stupid shit like that. Not only that, they did Cody wrong, man. They they got him in a very basic outfit. They don't got him in that whole American Nightmare gimmick. And it, yeah, it, it just looks bad. AEW is so fucking petty, dude. I, I just can't. That's just my opinion. Yeah. I've tried to give it a chance. I can't. I can't. I can't. Tony Khan annoys me to no fucking end to keep his crotch. His coked out ass off of TV <laughs> because he's doing himself no favors. But this is going to go on another sidebar, and I don't think we have time for this. So please continue. Yeah. All right. So we're going to the list. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I don't think this is any particular order because why this is number 20, I don't get it, but it's Skeletor. We're, we're done here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So who's a worse villain than Skeletor? Let's see. Oh, I remember this guy. I don't know if you'll remember this guy. It was a very it was shown very limited in Michigan. Cyro Sneer from the cartoon The Raccoons. I don't remember. I don't know if you can see him or not. Oh, that's what that dude's name was? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I know yeah. I just didn't I don't know much about him, but like I've seen that that, that character before. Yeah, it was the raccoons. They were like environmentalists, and Cyrus Sneer was like a industrialist. And yeah, yeah. Oh, number eighteen's Gargamel. 
What the? Fuck? <laughs> Oh man! Makes you kind of wonder what the top ten's going to look like. Yeah, I already yeah. have questions. I did love his cat Asriel. They they yeah. mentioned his cat, cat Asriel. Oh, you're going to love number seventeen, Hordak from the Princess of Power. Yeah, Hordak. I I thought Hordak was more of a badass than Skeletor. Actually, I kind of did too. Yeah, like his I whole book, like Skeletor laid the groundwork, but. Hordak took it to, to the next level. For yep, sure. yep. Skeletor was the emperor while Hordak was fucking Darth Vader. I yeah. Mean, I mean, he was just that much better. Uh, let's see. Um, I don't know this one. I don't even know if I can pronounce this. Why they would name a character this in a kid's cartoon and expect kids to be able to say the name. Cardinal Richie Lou. Of Dogtanian and the Three Muskahounds. No idea. No idea. Never heard of it. There's probably, oh, number 15. I'm just going to get by that one and just say Shredder from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Damn, that's a good one, too. Um, way too low on this list. Yeah. Yep. Um, Shredder, though. Did they ever give a backstory on Shredder? Because we knew all the backstory on the Ninja Turtles and Splinter. I don't. Why was Shredder so pissed off at the Ninja Turtles? See, the only backstory, and, and I realized, and I guess I didn't know at the time that the Ninja Turtles had actually come from comic books. Oh yeah. And I didn't know that. I just thought it was, you know, the fall of whatever year they came out. Oh, we have this new cartoon. It's the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The first time I heard that name, I'm like, this is the dumbest thing that's ever going to, that they'll ever create. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like, what the fuck is this? The backstory that I know of is what they briefly described in the live action movie that came out in 1990, where he was, um, he was a student of, Splinter's master. And there was a falling out and something along the lines of the dude that became Shredder had this vendetta against um, Splinter's master and wound up killing him. And while, and then he dan he injured Splinter and the next thing you know, the ooze and comes into play with all the turtles. That's the only thing I know as far as the backstory. I don't know if they go deeper into it in the comics. I couldn't tell you. I, I'm going to have to look because, see, in the original story, the Turtles and Splinter were all caught up in the mutagen in the sewers. So how was Master Splinter's master teaching him Kung Fu if he was a rat to begin with? But it's a cartoon. So. Right. I probably shouldn't put a whole hell of a lot of thought into something with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> right. Okay, one I know, one that you don't know, number 14 is Baron Greenback from Danger Mouse. No. I feel, I've heard the name. As soon as you said Baron, like, it, it, immediately I'm like, oh, Corbin? But no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 13, Venger from Dungeons and Dragons. Now, if you see him, you're gonna probably recognize him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Seen him, just you know, like I said, I 
I, I realize, I recognize the popularity that Dungeons and Dragons is, and, and I appreciate it. It's just not my thing. Well, when I was a kid, you know, you and I have talked about before, my parents uh, were very frugal when it came to finances. Yeah. So they, they went out and they bought me all the Dungeons and Dragons toys because they were cheap, right? They even bought me Fang Fortress. Well, you try to get that stuff now, Fang Fortress online is going for over 500 bucks. Really? Oh, God, it makes me wish I had those toys all over again. I mean, crazy. Number 12, Dr. Claw from Inspector Gadget. I just don't know. Okay. <laughs> Number 11, Miles Mayhem from Mask. Number 10. Here we go. Okay. I know this cartoon. I never watched it. Number 10. Villain is Tex Hex from the cartoon Brave Star. Tex Hex. Tex Hex. Brave Star was an old school sci-fi western, which probably you would have checked out of at that point. Uh, I remember seeing the toys for Brave Star. I remember seeing the cartoons because he had like a white cowboy hat and a blue shirt all the time. But I don't know much more than that. So I feel like. I've seen that, like it was one of those things where I would catch the ending credits because I was tuning in to what was coming on next. So okay. I feel like I that was that's how I know of that cartoon. I know I know the character. I've heard the character. Okay. Did did they make a movie based on, or what? No, that's um. They made a video game. Was it a video game? Yeah. What's the character that Josh Brolin played? Jonah Hex. Jonah Hex, thank you. Yes. Okay. I love that movie. Yeah, I, I do too. Uh, very I, underrated. I, I totally wouldn't, but like I appreciated it. Yeah, very underrated movie. You know, you were saying something about how you were tuning into something to, you know, watch and Bravestar was still on. There was one cartoon I absolutely hated when I was a kid and it came on before uh, Saturday Night Wrestling on WTBS. Captain Planet and the Planeteers. That, yeah. <laughs> I was wondering if Captain Planet was going to come up because I remember the hype. I remember the campaign yeah. for weeks before that, that was released or that was launched. And that year that it came out, there was this huge campaign of we need to start taking care of our planet yeah. because we are poisoning our planet. That's a legit shoot. We truly are. We still are. Uh, we've made some great advances in terms of recycling and things of this nature, but you know, we're still fucking our planet up big time. And like, I was curious to see how captain planet was going to be received. And from our neighborhood, our school district where we went, he was completely shit on yep. from the word go. Yep. I remember the schools would pass out flyers with Captain Planet on it and this, that, and the other. But damn it, I had to listen to that theme song before wrestling came on. And it's still stuck in my head to this day. Uh, that's what made me hate that show. I never watched that show simply because of that theme song. I know that sounds crazy, but. No, it doesn't. That's how, yeah. I, that's how I came across. That's how Saved by the Bell came across my radar like jeff okay. watched it i didn't 
and I wouldn't pay attention to it because it came on right before the WWF uh, Superstars of Wrestling. Oh, okay, at, yeah, yeah. At, at 11 o'clock, so it ran from 10.30 to 11. It was the lead-in to the WWF show. And I would come in when I would hear the ending credits song, and I hated the music then. Yeah, I have since watched the show with Jeff. I have a better appreciation of the show itself, but for the longest time, I wouldn't watch it because I didn't understand it. Well, let's go off on a sidebar here. Have you ever watched the Zach Morris's a dick videos? No. You would need to look those up. He's <laughs> on TikTok. Uh, probably on YouTube. It okay. talks about all the shady shit he used to do to uh, better his position in life and how he would screw everyone else over. I, so. I can think of a handful of episodes right now where that was on full display. He was a little bitch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like uh, Grandpa Joe <laughs> from Willy Wonka. Yeah. What an asshole that guy was. Yeah. So. <laughs> little fuck. All right. Number nine. Mumra from Thundercats. At least okay. he's in the top ten. Yeah. Number nine is probably where I would put him. Sure. Oh, okay. I would have put this guy higher. Megatron, Transformers, number eight. Should be top five. Here's one. I can't believe you forgot this one. Me, because I didn't watch this show. Number seven, Cobra Commander. So I knew Cobra Co Commander was going to be high up on, on your list here. But it doesn't register with me because I didn't give a fuck about G.I. Joe. Oh, I thought you watched G.I. Joe. No. Oh, no. okay. Um, I, I did. Right. Like, I, I, I know of it obviously but it's kind of stems in, in the same thing of the whole star wars line like i knew about it i appreciated it i respected it even just wasn't my genre wasn't my thing um you know i made mention like i i respect the you know what gi joe was and and the spotlight it put on the military but i just I never played with the little army, you know, the little green army guys as kids, and it just wasn't my thing. And the war and the military just wasn't on my radar because probably because I had already in, in my mind like everything was so zeroed in on the WWF at this point. That's all I gave a fuck about. Like I right. was going to be a wrestler, and everything was wrestling, cartoons, and clothes, and the shows, and all this stuff. Everything else kind of took a backseat, even He Man and. And all my favorites, because once once WWF be, you know became a thing, man, that was it for me. I always thought Destro was the bad guy in GI Joe. I mean, I knew of the Cobra Commander, but I thought Destro was like, like Cobra Commander. I'm gonna go back to it. Would have been the Emperor, and Destro would have been Darth Vader. That's what I thought, but obviously I'm wrong here. So I haven't heard that name since you said it in probably thirty fucking years. See, I wanted the Destro action figure just because he looked so cool. He had the silver head, which stood him apart from the other characters. But he I know this is going to sound crazy. He had the high shirt collar on the figure itself. And I remember, uh, this is going to sound crazy, but playing in the sandbox at Pine Knob Elementary School, and the kids would be bringing their G.I. Joes to 
you know, play with in the sandbox. I remember having that Destro in my hand, you know, playing with Destro. I just thought he was a badass. So, little known cartoon, even lesser known toy line The Centurions, number yeah. six, yeah, Doctor. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I, I remember the, the Centurions. Didn't watch it, but I do. Oh. I do re- remember it. Yes. Well, I, I don't. I don't blame you for not watching it because you remember, right? They it was in the future, and it was like all these guys had like the the RoboCop suits on. So yeah, it's something else I didn't really watch either. Uh, number five. I don't know this one. Cartoon was called Battle of the Planets. No. Zoltar. The only Zoltar I know is the machine from Big. That's exactly what, what I thought, too, when you said that. Yeah. I, I, I have nothing on this. Was it Zoltar or Zoltan from Zoltan, Big? Zoltan, I believe. Zoltan. But it's close enough to where when you said that, Big is what came to my mind, too. Right? Oh, I got to be a little more careful because I've been noticing I've been making mistakes in some of these broadcasts. So... Uh, you might see an apology or two on the power tripping through the eighties Facebook page every once in a while, like I did last week when I got, you know, Ed Rooney mixed up with Martin Maul. So oh, yeah. Jeffrey, Jones. <laughs> Jeffrey Jones, yep. Yeah. Um, okay. I can understand this one. Primarily directed towards girls. Gem and the holograms. The villain was the misfits. Yeah. Um, I would put them in top 10, probably at number 10. Yeah. Um, but yeah, assholes for sure. (laughs) I don't know this one at all from a cartoon called super Ted, Texas Pete. Uh, I don't even know what's. Oh, no wonder. This is a UK cartoon. Where the hell did this come from? Uh, okay. Well, Oh, Probably because we didn't watch this one, but I know this villain. Sam Hain from the real Ghostbusters. Look, I've made I've I've talked about my feelings about the Ghostbusters cartoons. Yeah. Um, I would not have known that name had you not explained it to me. <laughs> Last one. Little known cartoon. Lesser known toy line, but when I tell you what it is, it's gonna pop right up in your head. Jace and the Wheeled Warriors, Saw Boss. <laughs> and there it is. Oh god damn. I have not thought about that cartoon in since 88, 89. Um no. Sooner it was later than that, probably 87, 88 is when uh Jace and the Wheeled Warriors. Yeah, I, I do remember those cartoons. I remember the toys too. The toys were badass. I mean, they were mechanical and uh like saw bosses. It almost looked like Scorpion with the saw blade on the yes. end of it. And yes, very, very cool toys. All right, I went to one of your websites. Uh, we'll make it quick since we're down to the 50-minute mark here. Uh, another quick list, okay? Let's see if it's going to be the same. It's from thelooper.com. Okay. Okay, this is one of your go-to sites, right? Yeah. In no particular order, and there's no numbers on these. Right. 
Genghis Rex from Dinosaucers. Okay. Nope. No idea. No. Sam Hain, the real Ghostbusters. Okay. Now keep in mind, it's my first time looking at the list. Right. Avenger, Dungeons and Dragons. Shredder, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Megatron from the Transformers. The best. Dr. Claw from Inspector Gadget. I'll get you Gadget next time. (laughs) (laughs) That come out of nowhere, right? You are going to have to do our, we're going to have to do our own fucking shout out ads. (laughs) (laughs) That sounded just like them. That sounded just like them. Phenomenal. Uh, you know who else I can do? I can do Junkyard Dog from the cartoon. You've done that before. I have. It's me, the JYD. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. I'm fucking dying. Uh, Soundwave from the Transformers. Soundwave was so badass. As yes. a toy, he was like a boombox, and he had the cassette tapes, and those were transformed into like... I think one was an eagle, another one was a panther. Yeah, oh, Soundwave was badass. Soundwave was cool, yes. Well, I guess this would be an 80s cartoon. 1989, so we were getting out of cartoons, I think, at this point. Yeah. Ganon from the Legend of Zelda cartoon. Okay, I I remember the Zelda cartoon because I'm like, oh, they made a cartoon from the video game. But um, I couldn't tell you much about it. I, You know, I've never played Zelda. Really? Really? We might have to. You know what we could do? We can make a new show like Mystery Science Theater 3000 where we put the camera behind us and you play Legend of Zelda for the first time. That could work. (laughs) I'm here for it. I don't know why I didn't put this up here. Probably because we were talking about Transformers, but Hagger from Voltron. Yes. Yes. Man, that's a good one. Yes. Zartan from G.I. Joe. Remember him? He was like the, the badass. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Let's see here. Who else? Hordak. Miles Mayhem from Mask. Oh, and he actually got him with his mask down. So that's oh. kind of cool. Remember, he kind of looked like Wilford Brimley without the yeah. mask. <laughs> with a great big-ass mustache? Yes, I remember. Yep. Oh, was that it? I guess that was it, because now it's going to the best animated heroes of the 80s, which could be a show. That, yeah, that's going to be the flip side of this. We'll we'll tackle that for another day. But, you know, you, you said something about Soundwave. You know, he was kind of, you know, a supporting character to Megatron, right? So then right. I, I, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, well, all of the villains that were in He-Man... And how, like, Beast Man and Merman and um, there was Whiplash and Triclops. And, like, there's so many. I, I'm trying to think of all the cool toys that I had from the oh, yeah. line. And, like, why aren't these Why aren't these ones fa- factored in more? Yeah, Moss Man. And, Moss Man, uh, yeah. Uh, Evil Lynn, you remember? God damn, fucking perfect one. Yeah. You know, it's it's funny when we think about villains, we automatically put it with a dude. We don't think about the female villains, you know, back then, you know. Yeah. Um 
I'm, I'm sure it would probably take us some work because obviously we weren't uh, focused on the female cartoons when, you know, uh, back then. But like, uh, oh my God, one just hit me. And it was because I made a statement last week when I was talking about shirt tails. You remember uh, Botch, the big fat dude, and you had a little tiny dude with them? They were the zookeepers? Yes. Yes. Uh, it was so funny how a lot of times you would see, like uh, like in the Bugs Bunny cartoons, the gangsters, Muggsy and the big thuggish guy. I can't yeah. think of his name. You always had a little tiny feller and a big feller. Mr. Spacely. You know, he was always a little tiny feller. Spacely is another heel. Yeah, he you know he treated and uh, Mr. Slate from Mr. Uh, Slate from the Flintstones. If you look at Mr. Slate, you can definitely tell the similarities between him and Strickland from Back to the Future. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and you can look at cartoons and you can see directly the influence that certain movies had uh, from these cartoons. You know, I mean, obviously GI Joe, Cobra Commander. You know, you could look at some of these masked villains that are, you know, like cloaked villains. And I, I mean, I mean, we could probably get into uh, that type of podcast, but I don't want to right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, the, the list that you found, much like the ones that I find, is complete bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. That really made the the most impressions ranked way too low, and the ones that we feel like, even if they were in supporting roles, like we just talked about, are more prominent. I feel like in mainstream than like the top five of, of what you rattled off, because, I, and maybe it's because of our the way our age demo fell into when they were released. I'm sure that had something to do with that. Right. Uh, you look at Megatron. Like I was, I like Starscream a lot better than I like Megatron. When you were talking about Transformers, you know, you always had these. I don't know what to like. Like 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 I've been saying the entire episode. You had the Emperor and you had Darth Vader. You sure to hell like Darth Vader more than you like the Emperor. That's just right. the way it was. So I don't know. This is um, you know, then you start looking at like Looney Tunes and it. It flip flops it all, all depending on what cartoon you're watching. Because if you're watching a Bugs Bunny short, Daffy Duck is the heel. But if you get a Daffy Duck cartoon, he's the baby face dealing with some with, with, with some other bullshit. Sylvester and Tweety um, is another example. Wiley e. Coyote and the Roadrunner. Yeah. Who's the heel? Who's the baby face? Acme all Company. They're the heel. They're always Ooh. hurting that point. The Acme Company, they're always hurting Wiley e. Coyote. They're, they're big business. They're definitely the heel in all this. <laughs> I totally agree. Wiley e. Coyote is just, he's totally misunderstood is the problem. He, is. he just wants to eat, you Let know. Eat. It's kind of, kind of like Elmer Fudd. Elmer Fudd isn't a villain. You can argue rabbit season or duck season till the cows come home. Fact of the matter is, all Elmer Fudd wants to do is eat. So... <laughs> That dick bugs bunny, man, making him dress like a girl and have the coyotes chase after him. Yeah. <laughs> Sidebar, uh, for whatever reason, Mel Blank, who did all the voices for the Looney Tunes, um, 
a lot of the ads or a lot of the clips that he like he was on Carson and he was on um, some other talk show and they came across my Facebook newsfeed this past week and like I'm like oh my god that's Mel Blank and I actually listened or watched those clips and to see him portray those voices like you hear Bugs Bunny's voice but you hear you see him doing it complete mind fuck dude yeah um but his real voice is like the foreman character or um oh there was the one where it was the sheepdog and the coyote and the coyote is trying to get all the sheep and the sheepdog is trying the voice of the sheepdog yeah <laughs> yes it's no blank's actual voice okay so it was like wow what a mind fuck <laughs> well it's funny too when you watch guys who are voice actors they actually contort their face in a way to where they'll kind of remind you of the characters that they're going into so it's, that's pretty neat little sidebar as well so yeah, yeah it is. well this was a this turned out to be a fun conversation it started out a little serious but like always we turn it back around and Wind up having a chuckle or two. We still yeah. can go down uh, memory lane, that's for sure. That, especially when you start throwing out childhood cartoons, man, because, you know, from 7 o'clock to 2.30, I was in school, and as soon as I got out, from 3 o'clock to, you know, 5.30, I was watching cartoons, and then I was outside playing baseball, man. That's just the way it worked. Yeah, so. for sure. But... Well, this was a good topic, man, and uh, we we will revisit this on the flip side in the in the coming weeks. We'll focus on the biggest heroes of cartoons, and I can only imagine what kind of list. Maybe we'll make our own list, and then we'll we'll compare it to Looper.com or some other bullshit authority that comes up with lists. You know, I don't know, man. Um, Anything else you want to add before we put a bow on this? Yeah, man. If you're a supporter of the show, uh, share the page with your friends. Share it on Facebook. It only takes 30 seconds to do. We're at 200, uh, 200 followers right now on the Klaus, or on the Power Tripping Through the 80s Facebook page. If we can get up to 400, uh, I'm going to break into my 80s toy collection. I'm going to do a giveaway at 400 people. I don't know what it's going to be yet, but it will be of significant value. Um, I, I promise you that. Um, I want to get as many listeners as I can on here. Uh, I want you guys to go check out the TikTok. Jason will uh, put all those web addresses. Uh, he'll, he'll express those once I'm done rambling here. But, you know, it only takes 30 seconds to share a link to a page. Uh, we ain't asking you for much. We're giving you you know, an hour to two hours uh, every week out of our lives. All we're asking for is 30 seconds. Uh, fill our cups and we'll continue to fill your cups. Brittany's going to appreciate that. And, <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to play this for her before it drops because I want, I want her to know that that what she said resonated with you. And um, so that's, that's, that's gonna that's gonna mean a lot to her. So I'm gonna make make a point to let her know that real quick. My I got my own shameless plug. Um, this Sunday, July the 9th, 
uh, I'm going to be at Backroads Bar and Grill at 2 o'clock for a live motivational steak show. Wait a minute. You're going to be at Backroads at 2 o'clock? Sunday? July the 9th. Like July 9th, yeah. That's where I'm going to be. Are you? Yes, sir. Well, maybe we'll break bread together. <laughs> That's right. I have a burger and a beer. Hey. Oh. Yeah, uh, two two o'clock it starts. Uh, it doesn't cost you anything to to get in there. I have a pretty cool topic I'm going to talk about on that show. You know, we have goals, we have dreams, we have aspirations, and people wait for one day for for that to be a thing. Why isn't this day one? And we're going to talk about that kind of change your mindset going into a new new endeavor, new goal, or whatever. Uh, two o'clock, Back Roads Bar and Grill, Holly, Michigan, this Sunday. Um, come on out. We'll, we'd love to see you. And um, all of the contact information will be on klauselheart.net, as well as our individual Facebook accounts for every show on our network. Um, and other than that, I got nothing else this week, brother. Yeah, either do I, man. Uh, I want everyone to go out and have a happy and safe 4th of July. Uh, be careful with the, if, if you're drinking because we don't want to see you guys missing any appendages because that's one of my biggest fears. If you come up to me and you shake my hand and you're missing three fingers, I might throw up. Um, <laughs> that's just another personal. <laughs> oh, dude, just thinking about it. Sorry, I got me burping. I cannot think. <clears throat> oh, that is you want to talk about a strong phobia. If you can click into this mind here. And figure out what the hell's going on. <coughs> oh God! <laughs> you ever you ever see that movie Cloak and Dagger and a woman's missing? <coughs> oh, she's she's. You know what? I gotta stop talking about this. <laughs> Let's get out of here. We appreciate everybody tuning in this week. Go out, be awesome, do something to each other. We'll see you right back here. <coughs> oh. <laughs> Next week, I'm power tripping through the 80s on the BFC Entertainment Network. Hey, I'm Jason Klaus, host of the Klaus to the Heart podcast, as well as the other shows here across the BFC Entertainment Network, inviting you to join me as I go back on stage for my next live motivational event. It happens on Sunday, July the 9th, beginning at 2 p.m. from the Backroads Bar and Grill in Holly, Michigan. On that particular occasion, I will be talking about, is this day one, or are you waiting for one day? We're going to talk about it live, Backroads Bar and Grill, free motivational live stage event. We hope you will join us as we try to inspire each other and ourselves as we move forward to live our best life. It's Klaus to the Heart Live. It happens Sunday, July the 9th, beginning at 2 p.m. Backroads Bar and Grill in Holly, Michigan.